Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Um, again, I'd like to thank everyone that is or has listened to the first couple of podcasts. This will be episode two. Uh, the last one I talked about the uh, blasting and hatred. I saw the football coaches on social media. Uh, go check it out if you already haven't. Um, and please share this out on different social medias. Um, you can listen to this podcast on Spotify and Google Podcasts. Um, there's going to be different platforms it's going to be on. Um, for Twitter, I believe it's sideline underscore pod for this podcast. Uh, Instagram should be uh, sideline podcast. Um, I'll be sharing those out and getting a Facebook page up. So please share this, like it, um, so it gets more views. Um, again, I welcome constructive criticism. I welcome different things to be sent for different topics or if somebody wants to get on and you know do an interview or get on just to debate me with something that is totally fine i welcome all that um so again thanks for listening please share this out for today might be a couple things um i'm going back and looking at my blogs and what i used to write a couple years ago and one of the things i wrote about was for younger coaches um now i've been coaching this is going on when i'm done with this year will be 11 seasons of coaching. Um, it's uh, coach football uh, and all of those. Um, so to me, I don't feel like I'm a young coach anymore. I know age-wise, I'm still a lot younger than a lot of coaches. Um, I've been around the block a few times, learned some things. Um, I'm There's still things I need to learn. Um, I'm still getting better as a coach, but there are some things that I have learned and I've observed and saw how things have changed. And so this one's just going to be my opinion for some of the younger coaches and what I observe. Um, getting into them when I first started getting into coaching, um, I went back to my old high school and volunteered my time. And this was back, see, here in Illinois, they sort of got rid of two-a-days. Um, you can have two-a-days now in the summer uh, or when uh, practice starts in August, but it's split up. So you're only allowed about three hours a day with the athletes. So you could do an hour and a half in the morning leave for a while, come back and do an hour and a half in the afternoon. And then if you spend three hours one day, the next day you can only do about two and a half. Um, it's not like it was when I was playing, you know, two or three hour practices, a couple hours break, and then two or three hour practices again, and then 105 degree heat. Um, it's not the same as it was. Um, so I'd volunteer my time in the summer uh, for the workouts, Lyman workout seven on seven, any camp um, and then I would do two-a-days. I'd be there in the morning for the 6 a.m. practice, and I would show up for the second practice. I was also going to school, so I had to get rides back and forth, this and that. And 
got my feet wet, um, and my head coach was uh, fortunate enough to allow me to be there and coach and learn from him, and I spent all my time around them and the varsity team and kind of the JV team. So uh, looking back at it, I was very lucky that um, I could just go straight into the varsity spot. But for me, looking back on it, um, I remember my thought process, and I thought I was ready to take on everything at once. You know, oh, I can be the offense coordinator now. I can call plays. I can do whatever. Um, you know, I was ready for the keys to the castle and everything else. And uh, that was sort of the downfall of going back to my high school and working with my head coach. Now I'll never change that for the world. Um, I have a good relationship with my high school head coach. Um, he did a lot for me. Um, he's still a guy that I could call or text right now. And he would spend the time talking to me, trying to figure it out, trying to help me out. And, uh, you know, a couple years ago when I made the decision to not coach anymore at one point, um, you know, I would talk to him about it and he would always tell me, don't worry, something's going to open up. You're going to get back into coaching. Don't worry about it. And, you know, he was right. It happened. And I ended up at a school in the suburbs and then moved on to a different school in the suburbs. So I have a good relationship with him. Um, so I kind of lucked out. But at the same time, uh, I think younger coaches nowadays, instead of going straight to varsity, need to go to the freshman level, I believe. Um, so some of you young coaches, here's some advice. When you graduate high school and you're wanting to coach, my opinion is you need to start coaching right away, but you need to volunteer your time, whether you go straight into the workforce, you're going to college or whatever, if you want to coach, my recommendation is to do it right away and try to figure out if you can just volunteer some of your time with the freshman team that has a little more lenient or more flexibility in scheduling. Varsity is strictly, you know, they got to worry about it first. Freshman teams and your sophomore teams may have different practice schedules, uh, different game times. You may not have to do things on the weekends. So it'd be perfect for you. Um, that's my suggestion for some of you younger coaches looking to get into it. Um, some, you know, wait till after college or so to get into coaching and, you know, they think they need to do this, do that. No, I think you need to do it right away. Um, my suggestion also is you need to look at different places to coach rather than the high school you coached at. Now, I know what you're thinking. Coach Steve, you just said you coached at your high school and you didn't change it for anything. I say that because of my own experience. I coached there. Um, I played there. So all I knew was that offense, that's the type of stuff I was going to do. I knew only this way. Um, I am an old school coach. I'm not old. I'm 29 years old, but I coach old school. Um, but then my head coach was um, unfortunately let go. And I did not offer my services to the new coach. And I had to move on down in uh, a different school. And that coach um, that I went to go coach for completely changed my view on coaching and my life. And this is how I know or knew that I thought I knew it all. When I went to him to coach at the new school, I was coaching basketball and track at the high school there at the time. Um, the head coach there, uh, Coach Hogan, was hired. And uh, I went up to him to coach, wanted to coach. And, you know, I'm thinking in my head, you know, oh, I've coached for three or four years. Uh, I know this. I know that. Um and I only know offense, and that's all I want to know. That's all I want to do. And I'll, I never forget the conversation. You know, he said, you know, tell me about yourself. You know, tell him everything. He goes, okay, what do you want to coach? You know, I said, you know, I love offense. I would love to do something with offense. I love offense line. Um, and that's all I want to do. And he said, okay, I'll let you know. Two days later, I see them in the weight room. 
he comes up to me and he goes, okay, I really am interested. I want you to join us. I want you to be with the varsity team. But here's what you're going to do. You're going to coach running backs, linebackers. You're going to be helping out with the defensive coordinator. And you're going to call defense for the JV team as well. Because if we all practice together and he goes, you're going to do that. And that's it. And I started to panic because I'd never done anything like that before. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Um, and that was just kind of what it was. And I had to accept it. And there was a lot of frustrations during that year. You know, I felt like I could have offered more. I felt like I could have done this. Why am I coaching this, doing that? And it was a little bratty side of me. Um, and it's because I was spoiled. And when I coached in my high school, you know, I knew how the practice were going to go inside and out because that was my head coach. I knew the offense inside and out. I knew how to coach defensive line inside and out because it's the same defense. I just knew defensive line. And, you know, I was very spoiled and, you know, it was kind of handed to me a little bit. Um, again, I'm not talking bad about my head coach. He was trying to help me and, you know, he did. I wouldn't change anything. But going to the new school, doing that, um, that first year, me and the head coach did not have a good relationship. I was very bratty. I thought I could have done more. I wanted more. Um, you know, I thought, oh, I had done enough to do this, do that. I was a volunteer coach. I thought I should have been a stipend and, you know, just kind of how it was at the end of that year of the football year, I started to coach basketball again and I was about to go into track and, you know, I had debated if I was going to leave and go to a different school. I was still in college, but I was debating if I was going to go to a school in the town over or anything. And, uh, so I had a couple of coming to Jesus moments with different friends, different coaches that I had met. Talked to my head coach a little bit um, from his new job. I got a hold of him, talked to him. And then me and the head coach I had worked for, Coach Hogan, uh, we kind of sat down and talked a few times. There's a couple of coming to Jesus moments. And once we started to build a relationship and once I started to figure out what he was doing, um, it all started to make sense. You know, I had even said to him, like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? And he goes, if you want to be an offensive coordinator, you need to do coach defense. You need to do this, do that. If you want to be a head coach, you need to coach defense and coach this, 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 and this. And my time under him, I coached every single position at one point. Um, and working under him, I started, I knew how, how defensives work. Um, because of coaching offense, I have to know how that works. But then when I, he had me learn how to be a defensive play caller for the JV team, work next to the defensive coordinator and figure all that out. Um, now I extremely understand defense way more than what I did. And it actually helps me on offense. Um, so from those personal experiences, um, it kind of woke me up, you know, saying, you know, I have to grind it out. I have to learn all this stuff to get there. You know, some of these head coaches that are, you know, in the forties, they had to do all this, you know, it's not going to be handed to me, especially if I'm not a teacher. And if I'm, going to a different school, a different area, it's starting all over again. And so I grinded it out and, you know, one thing led to another and I became like second in command with that head coach. And then he unfortunately had to resign and the defense coordinator became the head coach and I became an offense coordinator just from learning everything through the old head coach and became an offense coordinator for a couple of years. So, you know, rambling on again, for some of you younger coaches, you're going to have to grind it out. And so my opinion to everything is that you don't know everything. You're 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. You do not know everything. I don't know everything. 29 years old. I've been coaching for 11 years. I don't know anything. There are people out there that have forgotten more football than I have learned. 
So first thing is that I think you guys need to start coaching right away if that's something you're ever interested in. The longer you wait to get into the game, the harder it's going to be to get into the game. If you get into it right away and you're volunteering your time with a freshman team, that's just experience. And my opinion, you know, that's the best way to get into it. Um, you need to send messages out to coaches on social media to get different references. So I know the next thing is, well, how do you figure out where to coach? You figure out where you're at. So if you're in college, look at the town you're in, um, find a high school that's around and say, you know, I'm going to contact this coach. Just literally email them and say, I'm interested in coaching. I played it in high school for four years. You know, I played this position, this position. I'm just interested if there's any coaching positions. Now, most likely, they're going to email you back and say, I'm interested in volunteer positions. You have to go talk to the coach. You have to go interview with him and learn how to be interviewed as well. That's going to be another step. If you go to that coach and they interview you and they don't hire you, well, you got the interviewing experience. Um, so that just adds on to your resume. So then if you go on to the next school, okay, I know what kind of questions are going to be asked. I know how to answer them. I know how to go about this. No go about that. Um, so there's just so much positive that can come out of it. Um, the next thing I would say is when you're getting interviewed, you need to be interviewing the head coach as well. And that's something that I had to learn when I talked to the head coach, um, when I first had to coach defense, I didn't really interview him. I didn't really ask, you know, what's your vision for the future? How does this work? How does this work? Um, this and that. It was just basically him telling this person, I did this, I did that. I would love to do this and do that. And that was it. And I think that's kind of why I ended up coaching things I didn't want to coach or had no interest in at first. Um, and what I mean by interviewing the head coach is, you know, they're going to ask you questions. What did you play? What kind of system did you play? Um, you're going to have to know that inside and out, too. You're going to have to figure out what, um, if you played offensive line in high school, you're going to have to figure out your offensive system. Uh, you know, you're going to have to figure out your defensive system because that head coach is going to want to know what you played and how it works. And uh, so then after all those questions, you're going to have to turn around and say, you know, what's your guys' weightlifting program like? What kind of offense and defense do you want to run? Um, how do coaches' meetings go? How does film go? How does your film schedule work? Um, do you film practices? Um, you know, what kind of drills do you think you do? How did this work? How did this? You have to ask the head coach those questions. And if you do, more likely they're going to say, okay, we want you to come coach on the freshman team, the JV team, whatever it is. And that coach is going to respect someone that comes in asking questions. So for you younger coaches, again, in my opinion, if you want to coach, do it right away. If you're able to, you're going to have to be okay with volunteering. You're going to have to be interviewed and answer the questions in depth. You're going to have to strike up conversations and you're going to have to interview that head coach as well. And then as well saying, you know, maybe you want to look around the school, see the weight room, meet another coach, do those things. That's going to help you get hired. And then the other thing I think as a younger coach is you're going to have to figure out how to talk to the head coach and other coaches. Um, a head coach does not want a yes man all the time. But you also cannot go in to the offense coordinator, defense coordinator, head coach and say, why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? We need to do this. We need to do that. Or you have to do this. You have to do that. That's going to get you fired. That's going to get you kicked out. That's going to get that trust broken. It's one thing. It's You should be able to go in and just say, hey, you know, I see that this isn't working. What do you think about this? 
or, you know, I talked to someone else, I talked to it, reached out to a coach. What about this? This is similar to what we do. What do you think about it? Draw it up on the board, maybe go walk through it with the players. And a head coach is going to appreciate that a lot more. Um, me personally, you're seeing a lot of uh, younger coaches saying, well, what about this? What about that? You're seeing a lot of social media people easily to question this, question that. Um, looking to say, well, I can coach this, I can coach that. And I've actually, um, I have coached with some of those people, you know, well, look at what they do in college. Look at this, look at that. I know this, I know that. And let's do this, let's do that. And when those type of people, yeah, they're motivated, they're hungry, but they don't understand the way to do things, the way to talk to people. And trust me, I'm still guilty of this. There are times where I, you know, us as coaches, sometimes we let our emotions get in the way and we might act a certain way. I do this and do that. Um, but, you know, slowly I personally have matured and I'm seeing these younger coaches make the same mistakes. And, you know, I'm sitting here going, well, I, I need to try to help and give back. Um, I've coached with younger coaches that, you know, when I was offense coordinators helped us out on Friday nights, um, you know, and we'll come in at halftime and they're coming and saying, you know, I'll never forget, I got asked, why did I run this play? What did I see? And I would explain it to them, and they said, well, why? That still doesn't answer my question. How in the world could you call this play? And I told them to get out and not talk to me, um, you know, to come in and question that that's not what's supposed to happen. You know, instead of coming in saying, you know, what did you see? How does this play call work? If I explain it, then you say, okay, so what if they run this route or do this block with that? What do you think about that? That would have been a lot different than saying, well, Why? Why, why, why? And then when I answer it, you don't like the answer or what I'm seeing. Instead of helping, you're you're breaking it down because you think you know everything. If you come in thinking you know everything, you're not going to last very long in this coaching world. You know, uh, this past year uh, on the coaching staff, we had some great ideas. We worked really well together. Um, we didn't question each other. We helped each other out. We built each other up. And then those kids see that and you and you have a good relationship with the coaches. The kids see it. They feed off that and go. And the coaching staff that was on the season before that, it was the same thing. Um, I'll get to that later because the head coach I've worked for a couple years ago pretty much saved my coaching career, I believe. And he's probably one of the best coaches in the state of Illinois. Um, another thing I would say for you coaches, younger coaches, well, I want to go coach at this high school because they won the state title last year. Or I'm going to reach out to this program because of this, this, or that. I'm not saying that's a bad thing to do, but you need to realize some of these teams, especially here in Illinois, if they're winning state titles back-to-back -back years, every other year, that coaching staff has probably been there for a long time. So you need to also look at a program. Maybe it's, you know, the middle of the programs where they go 5-4, and 6-3. You know, that coaching staff usually leave. Um, you need to do research on the school. You know, maybe go to a place if it's a rebuilding program, so be it. Um, those are sometimes the better ones to get started in because you're seeing a foundation being built from the ground up. You know, you might get there for a first-year head coach, and he's laying the slab down and, you know, laying the foundation and to build that up, and you get to see that. Um, I've seen that a couple of times. I've always been around rebuilding programs, and so that's kind of where I learned, and, you know, I think that's a great thing for some of you younger coaches. Um, so those are just some of my opinions for you young coaches out there. Um, take it for what you will. Um, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes, uh, with my coaching career, especially when I was getting started, uh, being immature, being a little brat, thinking I knew it all or thinking I should do this, should do that. Um, you're not owed anything, not owed anything in life. You're not owed anything in coaching. 
Um, you have to work. You have to build a trust up. Uh, you have to be able to work with a lot of people, and you have to be open-minded and learn. And, you know, you are going to some make mistakes, but you have to learn from them. Uh, keep an open mind. And, you know, if you do those things, you're going to be successful in coaching. And it's not just football. It's basketball. It's track and field. It's everything else. Um, you're not better than the program. You're not better than the other coaches. You're not better than those kids. Uh, you know, it's a team effort. Uh, you all have a common goal to get the kids good grades, graduate from high school, become good citizens in the community, go on to college, play college sports, or just go to college and get her piece of paper and go to work and have a uh, have a family and do this and, you know, just continue to do those things. Um, so, again, if this helps any young coach out there, that would be awesome, you know, to help just one person. That's great. Um, I apologize for some of the rambling on. Uh, I'm just, I'm still learning these podcast topics and things as I go, and some of it just turns into rambling. Um, again, anybody out there that listens, um, I do welcome constructive criticism. I do welcome different topics that can be sent to me to talk about. Um, I do welcome if somebody wants to get on here and we can debate something, uh, talk about something, that'd be great too. Um, please follow this on social medias. Um, should be just uh, sideline underscore pod or sideline podcast. Um, I'll be sharing this out. This is on Anchor, and this is also on Spotify. It should also be on Google Podcasts that people listen to. Um, so, again, thanks to everyone listening, and thanks again. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.